day after or week after a short week, there are times where, man, a short week <laughs> really makes me feel like it was you are the same, but I am there. Last week's short week was, whew, it was a doozy. So if you all had a doozy of a week too, you're not alone. I am excited to be here with you though, and we are talking about So You Think You Are Healthy. This is my take on So You Think You Can Dance. I love watching shows like that of people who um, in their minds are like, I'm great at this. And then they're like, oh wait, I have things that I need to improve on. Maybe it's because I love constantly improving myself. Like I'm not someone who's just okay settling. I always want to get better and learn new things and try new things. So it's fun for me to see what the professionals think is good. Because if I went on that show, I'd be like, yeah, I can do like a good little like dance like this. That's good, right? And they would say, um, no, absolutely not. I can't do any of that. So what's in our mind is not always what is right and what we think isn't always what is right. So we're going to dive deep into this topic today. But first, I love to pray over you all. So if there's something you need pray for and it's unspoken, drop a comment in here. You can drop an emoji. Let me know you're here. Say hello. Um, and if there is a spoken request, please, please type it in. We're here to pray and surround you and um, come together with you so that you're not alone. So Father God, first and foremost, I thank you for your son, Jesus. Lord, thank you for your spirit that lives in us, that dwells in us, that speaks and pushes and pries and makes us uncomfortable. Lord, thank you for um, the good example that you have set for us, the perfect example that you have left behind. Thank you for speaking to us in all seasons of our life. Lord, thank you for speaking to us in seasons of our singleness and our motherhood and our wife life and beyond. Lord, thank you for being with us on the mountaintops and being with us in the valleys. Father, help me to speak your truths today. Father, of what healthy looks like and that you have already made us perfect and you have made us beautiful and remind us to treat our bodies and our minds with the respect that you deserve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hi, Robin. I am praying peace over that move as well. Man, that is a very common prayer um, this past few months or so of movement or not moving. Um, you are not alone there, Robin. It is always something I am praying for and looking for too. Paxton, teenage boys. Like, do they find their clothes eventually, right? Yes, they do. Someone encourage me <laughs> that they find their clothes. Ugh. So we are moving through this. So you think you are healthy. I love this. I love scientific studies. I love mending them with our faith in God. And 
I love breaking down. There are times where I think I'm so filled with faith and I'm like riding high on the mountain and God throws something at me to be like, are you sure you're that filled with faith and you trust me that much? And I'm like, okay, okay, God, you're right. I have some areas I need to work on. Thank you for pulling that horse out from under me. I appreciate it. It's the same thing with our health. So if I asked you today, do you think you are healthy? Overall healthy? I'd love to know what you think. Like, yes, no, on the right track. There's a study done, and I'm not just using this study because it was at UNC and I'm in Charlotte. I am not. This is a very well-published study that was done and 75% of Americans ranked their diets and their health as good, very good, or excellent. I want you to just take poll of your family. Just look at your family right now. Do you think three out of four are good, very good, or in excellent health? Expand that to your neighborhood. Expand that to your children's classrooms. Expand that to your friends. Are we, a majority of us, in good, very good, or excellent health? We think that. It may be, I mean, even in my industry that I'm in a faith, fitness, health industry, I would go, okay, that seems a bit high, but all right. Here's what data shows on Americans. Are you ready for the truth bomb? I've just told you God likes to pull the horse out from under me when I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, God. The research in the study that they did showed that only 12.2% of American adults are metabolically healthy, which means that only 27.3 million adults are meeting these recommended targets for cardiovascular health, reduced risk of diabetes, reduced risk of stroke, um, overall health. 27% or 27 million. You might go, oh, well, that's a lot. No, based on the latest census, there's 331 million of us here in America and 27 million are metabolically healthy. Let's break this down a little bit. What does metabolically healthy mean? I, I use this a lot in my coaching. I use this a lot one-on-one -on -one with clients. I'm going to use it a lot in here. And metabolically healthy just means that you have healthy levels of blood sugar, that you have healthy levels of triglycerides and cholesterol, your waist circumference is normal. And we look at that for so many different reasons. Good morning, uh, Jessica. Good morning, Christy. Normal blood pressure and hitting these numbers without medication, right? in good health. Notice the things I said are all internal. I can't look at you and say you have good blood sugar. I can't look at you and say you have 
good cholesterol levels. I can't look at you and say, your blood pressure's on point. Great job. You can be skinny and still have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, a waist circumference that is in an unhealthy range. I can't just judge the book by its cover and go, oh, well, they're skinny, they must be healthy. Oh, they work out, they must be healthy. They do this, they must be healthy. Jessica, yes, so I fight with um, mental health issues too. It runs in my family. I feel like the more we talk about it, the more we realize how much pressure is put on Americans that aren't in other countries. Um, and then we really get into our mental health crisis, which is a whole other slew of things. But yes, I, I feel that, Jessica, as well. But I can't just look at you and say you're healthy. I can't look at you and say that your metabolic health is great. So when I work with my clients and I work through programs and I work with women, I need your goals to be bigger than a number on the scale and bigger than you being in a size two jeans or whatever pants you, size you wanna be in. Because at the end of the day, we could get you there in a very unhealthy way. You can be skinny and in a bikini body, whatever, ready. You can be in your gold dress and still be killing yourself. Your body is still going to reject what you're doing. So it doesn't so much matter your size. That's why I never measure BMI. We take it as like a reference but I never me measure that. The bigger measurement I wanna go by is waist circumference. And my clients know they have to take measurements. They don't always know the behind the scenes. Christy doesn't know all the behind the scenes calculations I'm doing with it, but she knows she just had to take measurements. It was part of her onboarding. She had to do it. So what does a healthy metabolic body look like what are the benefits of being metabolically healthy well i can tell you that the benefits are directly related so lower blood sugar lower um triglyceride levels blood pressure circumference um your cholesterol had <laughs> a brain freeze it's a mumbo for you these numbers are directly related to the reduced and drastic reduced rate of heart disease, diabetes, and stroke. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to just be skinny and have a stroke and look good in my casket. Do you? Like, that's not my goal at the end of the day, is to be in a skinny dress and I had a stroke and I have diabetes and I died of heart disease. Not my goal is to look good at my funeral, right? Good morning, Tiffany. My goal is to have all of my insides working well, and guess what? When that starts working well, it protrudes on the outside. When my heart's not right with God, it shows on the outside. It shows in the words I speak, it shows in my patience, it shows in how I show up to things. You can tell, and my clients, and most of you by now, if you've watched through 
my lives and listen to the podcast, you can probably tell when I am struggling a little bit. Like it protrudes. I can still have a smile on my face, but you can tell by how I'm speaking or when I'm speaking that I'm struggling with something. And when I'm solid and down and like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good right now. I really am good. I, I'm with God. I feel him. He's working through me. I'm struggling, but it's okay. You can tell. So it's what's on the inside that matters the most. Where is our disconnect then? Because our thoughts tell us and our minds tell us, 75% of us, that we're healthy, we're good, but only 12% of us really are. So where's the disconnect? Do we have too much knowledge? And we think, oh, well, because I'm a, a this size, I'm fine. Because I'm not that, I must be fine. Because I don't need X, I'm fine. Where's the disconnect? Is it too much knowledge and then using it and warping it into ways that aren't true? Is it that we don't mentally really know how to deal with being healthy because we weren't taught the right way? And even in schools back then, we weren't taught the right way. Or is it really underestimating what healthy is? And we overestimate and give too much weight to our weight and too much weight to our size. And we underestimate what's going on on the inside. This is the biggest part of my program and all of my coaching that I do. You can be shiny and looking good on the inside or on the outside, but your inside's a wreck. You could go to the car wash every day with your car and it looks shiny on the outside. You might get a new paint job. It might look great, but the inside stinks and smells and there's rotten food and spilt milk and all of that in there. And even though your car's pretty, I do not want to get in it. I can change my clothes to look better. I can buy things to shrink my waist down. But if my heart isn't changed, why does that matter at the end of the day? People aren't going to love you more because you are smaller. The goal shouldn't be to make less of ourself. The goal shouldn't be to fall through a crack. The goal should be to honor God who gave us this body and treat it good on the inside so the outside reflects what's going on. This is not meant to be an offensive statement. And I talk about this a lot. You can choose to have an offense or you can't choose to have an offense come against you, but you can choose to be offended. It's a whole other series and a whole other topic. But this body positivity movement that has happened enables us to keep being unhealthy. And we think now that we're healthy even though we're killing ourselves by what we put in our bodies. We're killing ourselves by not moving. Have you seen um, Wally, that movie? I love that movie. I think it's so cute. Personally, I love anything that has eyes and a smile that shouldn't. <laughs> I'll show you the bag of seeds that I got this week and I drew a face on it. But the people thought, right, that they could just escape their problems, leave their problems, go into this spaceship and everything was automated. I'm thinking Tesla right here, right? Like 
everything's automated. You don't have to move anymore. You can be healthy, just sip and drink and eat and we'll bring you all around everywhere. And then when they actually want to walk, they couldn't. You ingesting things that aren't good for your insides will protrude on your outside regardless of your size. There are plenty of thin people who have heart attacks. There are plenty of people that we deem not healthy that are on the inside. But this, I'm gonna love myself how I am movement, although that is good, you should also be trying to be better for God who gave you this Ferrari of a body. I talk about that a lot too. We are not a rental car. This was not just an accident. We are made in God's image. So if we aren't loving it and treating it like the gift that it is, that it's borrowed and given to us, it's not entitled. We're not entitled to this body. We aren't owed this life. We were gifted this. So stop treating it like a junk pile. Stop treating it bad and stop viewing healthy foods as like an offense against you and stop viewing a workout as like, no, I don't, mm -mm, not for me. I don't need, I don't do that. The last time I ran was from a bear. Like I'm good. No, we should love our bodies. Yes. We should be positive knowing that God gave it to us, but we shouldn't use that as an excuse to treat them like junk and do whatever we want and then just expect miraculous results from some pill one day and then decide we're gonna treat it even more like crap because we're sick of looking like that and we're just gonna starve ourselves and then we're gonna hop back on, on the everyday wagon. I love poems. I don't often do polls, but I love them. And a recent poll in the New York Times found that 71% of the public think granola bars are healthy. This goes right back to what we snack on and what we feed ourselves and the power of marketing. We're like, oh, granola's in there? A raisin? Must be good, must be good. This granola bar must be healthy. There's no chocolate on the outside. It says high in protein. It says low in trans fat. Marketing is gonna get you. Only 28% of nutritionists with doctorate degrees look at these bars and think that any of them are healthy. Most aren't. You have to look real hard or make your own to have a granola bar be healthy. They are not. They're just glorified candy. Yeah, they've got some added benefits of granola, but it's so processed, it's not healthy. So us thinking like, oh, well, that must be healthy. And now we're eating it and not doing any research on it is hurting us. What are you fueling your brains with that you just see on your feed or in the news that now you've heard it so much that it must be true, but it's not? Like granola bars were this thing, right? They're like, oh, this is your new healthy way to stay fit on the go. And maybe when those first came out, maybe we were like, I don't know about that. But now we've heard it so much that even though it's false, it's true to us. We're now believing it. I want you to think about that with your faith. I want you to think about that in your family. I want you to think about that with your future. 
what have you just heard so much and you've fed yourself over and over? Maybe you haven't fed it, but the media or society has. And you're like, oh yeah, I guess that's, that's, that's true. And it's a false, but we've heard it so much that now we, we think it's true. We look for the devil in sheep's clothing when it comes to preaching and others, but not so much when it comes to marketing and the government. And I won't go into all of that. But just because they say something doesn't mean it's true. Just because you read it doesn't mean it's true. Don't you remember like uh, going through that? Do your research. Just because someone says a thousand calorie diet each day and just drinking shakes and juicing and all of this is good for you doesn't mean it's good for you. It might work for someone, but it's not healthy for the majority of people. Just because it's on the internet and a label went on it that says healthy doesn't mean it is. I will give credit to um, some agencies that are trying to say like, oh, you can't put this label on that because it's technically not. But marketers look for that underlying thing. Like, all right, where's the gray area? And we're going to say that this is healthy. And we're going to say that this is part of a healthy diet. Like yogurts do that a lot. And you're like, well, yeah, I guess this yogurt is healthy if you eat no other sugar during the day, like zero. Yeah, I guess this yogurt is healthy if the rest of your day is completely balanced. But they don't put that on there. They just say that it's part of a balanced diet. Make sure that you're doing your research. Don't just assume the label on there is telling you the truth. Don't just assume because you're overweight, you're metabolically unhealthy. Don't assume just because you're thin that you're good. It's not about that. The biggest thing, and it's preached over and over again, is a lifestyle, right? Oh, this is my lifestyle. This is how I live. Stop dieting. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it in this group, but I'll do it until every single woman comes in here and stops it. Stop dieting. It just leads you to warped mindsets on the blessings that God gave you. It's like, um, it's like our Sabbath. And God gave that to us as a gift of rest. And the Pharisees went and put all these rules and regulations on what it had to look like and what you could and what you couldn't do. And we warped the blessing. Food is a blessing for us. Stop warping it and making it more powerful than it has to be. It does not control you. It doesn't. And the more we allow it to, the more warped it becomes. You're able to make healthy food choices without a diet. We've even warped the word diet. Diet is just supposed to describe what you eat. What's the American diet? I want you to think of that and then compare it to the 75% that we think we're healthy. Overall, with the American diet, someone coming in from Spain, I just have a neighbor who did, <laughs> that's why I'm using it, comes in, how would they view the American diet? Now, does that lead you to believe that 75% of us are healthy because we eat this diet? 
Yes or no? What you eat is what you become. What you fuel your mind is what you preach. If we're not in the word, if we're not digging for the truth, if we're just taking and taking and taking that for surface value, then we're missing it. We're warping it. It's okay to have a cucumber and it has a lot of carbs. It's good. It's okay to have ham and it doesn't line up with your carb, what you think is a good carb number. We've warped that so much. We're like, oh, ketosis, it's a great thing. It's a horrible thing for your body to be in. And you can log off this line and leave the group if you are a huge keto fan and think that is great. It's not good for your body. You can get skinny. You can lose the weight real quick. But being in ketosis hurts your liver. It's bad for your inside organs. So do you want to be in a casket or in your deathbed like, at least I'm in ketosis. I didn't, I didn't eat all the carbs. Or do you want to stop warping your view on fats and carbs and protein and start to view them for what they really are? They're just macronutrients that your body needs. God gave them to us. Our body fuels on them. It's how our bodies work. Stop warping them into something that they're not and start using them for what they are. Stop saying, Jesus, you can't heal this man because it's the Sabbath and start allowing him to be what he is, which is Jesus, the savior of the world. We keep saying it's a lifestyle, but we're preaching the wrong lifestyles to live. It's easy to preach. It's easy for me to come up here and, and tell you these things. It's hard for me to be preached to and take it to heart and take it away. It's easy for me to go to church on Sunday and take it in and feel good. It's hard for me on Wednesday to continue living those truths. So if I'm only taking on Sunday and I'm not fueling myself with his truth each day in between, then yeah, by Friday I'm spent because I'm trying to do it all on my own until I come back and get refilled on Sunday. If you're only working out two days a week, well, yeah, your energy is not going to increase. If you're just eating well Monday through Thursday and then you're giving yourself the weekend off, no wonder you can't sustain it. You're setting habits that aren't lined up with your goals. Last but not least, this study also looked at caloric reduction in expanding um, life and health. So this is, they studied people from birth to death and looked at the caloric reduction there. And this is across a bunch of organisms, <laughs> humans, rats, cells, all of it. So yes, caloric restriction affects both lifespan and health span. But exercise only affects your health span, not your life. So what does that tell you? You spending hours in the gym trying to make up for the nutritional choices that you're either going to or did make don't matter. 
Is it good for your health? Yeah, it's gonna help lower your cholesterol. It's gonna help lower your blood pressure. It'll help you with those mental battles that you have. It helps me with my anxiety and depression. It's a natural booster of those hormones. But if I'm counteracting that with bad nutritional choices, it's null and void. Your exercise doesn't matter. Which is why with my clients, exercise is a part of it. But the biggest part is your mindset, refocusing what you need to focus on and your nutrition. Because if we don't have the nutrition right, if we don't figure out where our calories need to be and living in that right way, dealing with like, this is my lot, right? This 1800 calories or whatever it is, is my lot. I'm going to make the best out of this. I'm not going to try to warp it and play the system and game the system to try and do this or do that or warp it. I'm gonna view it for what it is and then I'm going to exercise on top of it so that I can increase both my health span and my lifespan. You wanna be around for your grandbabies, right? I do. And I know we cannot control when God says it's our time, but I'm gonna allow that to be his choice. I'm gonna do what I can to make sure that I'm living here as long as I can. Like God took me because I was ready, but my heart was still healthy. My organs were still working correctly. I didn't go ahead and try to fast track God's, God's plan by hurting the inside. Don't age it quicker than it has to, ladies. We're aging quick enough. You don't need to add that pressure on your arteries, on your heart, on your lungs, on your kidneys, none of that. So what do we need to do? Where do we need to go? We need to reassess where we're at. And a lot of times when people try to go at it alone, they think they're doing it right. And they think they nailed it. They think they're healthy. They think they don't need anyone else. If you want a partner to come aside you and say, hey, you're not in this alone, we can make healthy choices that actually are, that aren't going to give you 50 pound weight loss in four weeks, but I will give you 50 pound weight loss over a year and you're gonna be able to say, I'm still down 50, now I'm down 75. It's like a cancer survivor. Even though cancer is gone after a year, you're not in remission until five to eight years, right? Just because you lose the weight in a year doesn't mean you're gonna keep it off for five to eight. How good would it feel to get the weight off and keep it off five to eight years, 10 years from now? To train and teach your kids and raise them up what healthy actually does look like. To start reframing that it's not about doing it in the worldly way and following the latest trends and just doing it to do it. No, God gave us a layout for this too. Trust him and partner with people that are going through it. If you're ready to partner with and say enough's enough, I've invested how many thousands of dollars into fad diets and gym memberships that I don't use and shakes and bars and supplements. I'm done. I'm ready to say, help me figure this out the God way. 
Help me to not just think that I am and not really be. Help me to look at my own plank, not just others. Help me to focus on what I need to do to be healthy so that I can help my family. If that's you and you're ready to hop into a health journey that's gonna look different than it's ever looked before and you're gonna be able to keep, maintain, and sustain those results for decades to come, comment below. Just say, I'm ready. And we'll set up a time to talk. We will go through what that looks like and if you really are ready, because there are some people who will come and say, I'm ready, but you're not ready yet. You're dressed, you've got your new workout clothes on, you've got your new shoes, you're dressed ready, but you're really not ready. You're dressed ready, and if I looked at you from the outside, I'd say, yeah, you're ready, you're ready. And if I just took everybody on like that, we'd all be here, but then we all wouldn't have success. You need to be really ready up here, and that's why we need to talk. I need to see you being ready and ready for a battle and ready for change and ready to say, yeah, this is more than just a new workout outfit. Heather, I don't have to look the pretty part right now. I don't need new shoes. I'm gonna do this barefoot. I'm gonna do this with just what's in my fridge right now. I'm gonna do this without, without really knowing what's going on. I'm ready. I'm gonna show up. I'm ready, partner with me, pair me, help me. Surround me with like-minded people. No more of this earthly, worldly thing that doesn't last. What good is it if we get to our gene size but we kill ourselves in the process? What good is it to show our, our daughters and our sons that the only way to do this is to starve myself and be cranky and snap. That's not the best way. That's the worldly way. But it is not the best way. Jody, I see you. We are going to connect. I hope that this was helpful. I know that sometimes there's some hard truths that you need to hear that aren't nice feeling when you hear them. There are things that I hear all the time. But we need to know that it's from a place of love. This isn't a place of me condemning. It's a place of me wanting to condition you and grow you and help you become all that God has and stop believing that your best is behind you. Give God more credit than that. He didn't keep you here for you just to look back at the past and go, oh, the good old days. No, there is more in your future that God has planned for you your best is still yet to come. You are not a has-been. You are a will-be because of his strength. Miracles happen with God. The best isn't behind you. You are not a sum of your failures. You're who you are today. Because of them, let those cracks allow some light to shine through. Let some light in. Don't build up a wall so tall that you're too prideful to say, I need some guidance and help. You're not alone. You don't have to go at it alone. Thank you, Yvonne. All right, ladies, I'm off to benefit my body and exercise and work out and get my food planned for the day. If you have questions, concerns, if you were nervous to raise your hand and comment here, send me an email, send me a message, tap me, I don't even know if like uh, 
high-fiving is still a thing, but you can do that on Instagram or here. You just let me know. We don't have to do it in public. You can do it in private too and, and message me and go, your message spoke to me, Heather. I, I'm, re I'm ready to talk and see if you also think I'm ready. Because what I think isn't always the truth. What I think of myself isn't always where I'm at. Schoolwork. All right, ladies, have an amazing day. Really refocus, get yourself in the word, and Jody, I'll be reaching out to you to chat soon. We'll talk to you ladies soon. Bye now.